Welcome everyone to the All Impact Podcast Show. I'm excited to share with you uh, Frank Agan, who is the founder and president of AmSpirit Business Connections. Um, excited to have you here today with us to share a great message, Frank. Well, thanks. I appreciate being here. This is uh, we. I'm sure it'll be fun. We've had a great chat before we hit record, so it should be good. Right. Yeah. Fun stuff. Right. So, um, so share with me a little bit about your your uh, background and your story of how you got to be, you know, where you're at running the organization that you have now. Um, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I actually grew up in the state of Michigan. I came here to go to law school in the, in the 80s. Um, I went to the Ohio State University. I've got a law degree and an MBA from Ohio State. And I left there uh, in the late 80s, 88, I graduated and took a position as a tax consultant. I was a tax consultant with one of the fortune, no, excuse me, one of the big six accounting firms working with fortune 500 companies. You know, Daniel, it was a great job, great pay, great prestige, great clients, great everything if you want to do taxes for the rest of your life. And I just decided about five years in that I didn't, you know, this was not going to be my world. And uh, so I decided to leave after six and a half years. And I went into the private practice of law, just figured that would be my next step. And I tell people that a funny thing happened to me when I went into the private practice of law. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. You know, the story, you deal with it every day, right? Um, and it's complicated for an attorney because we're really not supposed to advertise. You're not supposed to call people. Um, and so I struggled. I struggled for three or four weeks, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, but when you're used to having a paycheck and really have no clear idea as to what you need to be doing, it's an eternity. And uh, I had lunch one day with a friend of mine who took a different path out of law school. She had started a firm and was relatively successful at that point. And I asked her, I said, what do I need to do to become successful? And she said, you need to get into a tips club or a leads group. Well, through a couple introductions, she introduced me to an organization that was bringing together entrepreneurs, sales reps, and professionals in a weekly meeting. It wasn't BNI, um, very similar though. Um, and I sat in that first meeting and immediately it made sense that I could change my whole world by helping these other people. Just try, do things for them and just trusting it'll come back to me. And I really doubled down on that and, be, and started to build a really successful law practice as a result of that. Well, about, uh, I was about two or three years into that. And I had the, uh, well, I, I became certainly successful in my chapter. I was on a national advisory board, had an opportunity to become the first franchisee in the organization. And then about five years in, had the opportunity to buy it out. And that was in the early 90s. Uh, the woman who had started it was looking to cash out somewhat and uh, bought her out and stopped the practice of law. I rebranded it as AmSpirit Business Connections, which is short for American Spirit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's led me into writing books and podcasts and working with people and talking and just helping people become more successful through their professional relationships. That's awesome, right? So you mentioned a key thing there where you decided to, you know, uh, basically push all your chips in, which is obviously the theme of, of you know, what I do here is like about being all in. We all have this pivotal moment that says, yeah. okay, this is the thing I'm doing, right? And sometimes, you know, it might be the wrong thing. Like you go down the wrong path for a little while, right? Yeah. Um, but then you course correct and get back on track. But so it's awesome is that you, you made that decision. You had that defining moment, right? And here you are many years later, right? Running a successful organization, impacting more people's lives. 
though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting looking back because I remember when the opportunity was kind of somewhat presented to me. She said she wanted franchisees. She laid it out. I said, well, I'll probably be your, I'll be your first franchisee. Talking to my wife, how we were going to finance it, all this stuff. I couldn't sleep for three days. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it just felt right. It's just like I can't I can't see myself failing, right? I, I'm not saying I'm going to be a billionaire or a millionaire, but I can't see myself failing. And I think it's something that I would really enjoy. Um, I couldn't sleep. I just it was right. it was great. That's awesome. So, you know, so, and then it's always great when you're doing the thing you feel like you're, you know, call it called to do, or the, you know, you're, you just feel like the sense of purpose and behind what you're doing, you know, I'm sure you run into a lot of people that don't have that. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I shared with you earlier, like the, you know, that defining moment for me is like, you know, 20 plus years ago of what could I do differently so that I could be the dad that got to be home. You know, there was this pull of wanting something, you know, different. Right. Something that wasn't in the box. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, thinking outside the box. So that's, that's cool. And so, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what, what's the, the mission and vision for you, you know, obviously personally and professionally with what you're doing, you know, with the impact that you're having. Yeah. I, um, again, this organization, many people are familiar with BNI. Um, mm-hmm. And there used to be a part of me that, just like describing myself by somebody else, but you know, it is what it is. People are very familiar with that. And, uh, um, we're, we are similar to them, not exactly like them, but, but, but very similar. Um, but my, my vision is to grow this thing nationally. Uh, at this Mm -hmm. point I have 17 franchisees in eight state, eight states. And I continue to look for franchisees, look for people to, uh, take on this opportunity. And, and it's a unique opportunity, Daniel, in that um, it's relatively inexpensive and it's, and it's really designed for somebody to add on to what they're already doing. Mm-hmm. All my franchisees do something else. Right. For a couple hours in the morning, a few days a week, they are running our program. The other 60 hours a week that they're working or whatever it turns out to be, you know, their attorneys, their accountants, Um, realtors, financial advisors, coaches, consultants of various kinds, travel agents, web designers, um, and the two really kind of work well with one another. So I'm on this ongoing mission to find people who want to be a part of this. And I, I, I will ask people, you know, would you rather rent an apartment or would you rather own the building? Would you just want to be in, in a chapter of something? just want to be in an organization or you want to own the organ you want an ownership stake in it. Um, and those are two very different things and not everybody is built like that, but there are enough of those people that see the vision. Right. Awesome. Great. So, so if you were to, um, think out, like, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, over the years now that you've been successful doing this and, you know, the chapters that you do have successfully throughout the States, right. Um, you know, are, you know, running effectively, especially now in these, you know, crazy times we're in, right. You know, transitioning into a combination of virtual and very little live environment. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a different time, but, you know, I think um, what, what's been your experience to share with people of, of this, you know, time of pivoting this year, you know, this past year with, you know, the networking organization and how has that, you know, worked? Yeah. For you, right. Well, I remember, Early March 2020, one of my franchisees calling me. I'm in the state of Ohio. She's in the state of Ohio. She said, we need to, we need to have a call to get organized. And I 
and we were, her and I were laughing about this the other day. I said, Gina, you are totally overreacting. There's nobody even in the state that has COVID. Mm. Um, within a week, everything was locked down. Mm. Um, and you kind of have that, oh, crap, there's something real going on here. Right. And, and I'll be honest, I was, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was panicked. It's like, okay, what does this do to my face-to-face business? Um, I, I was, it was amazing. It was amazing how these small business people just rallied to make it work. Mm. You know, nobody was going to take care of them. They knew that from the get-go. And they're like, you know, listen, we're going to do Zoom. You know, we're going to make this work. And, you know, within 24 hours, everybody pretty much had a plan. Um, I shared with people, listen, I have to trust you to do what you guys think is right. Is it Zoom? Is it going to be Teams? Whatever. I have some groups that have been able to maintain uh, regular meetings just Mm -hmm. because of their setup. Um, But they've allowed people to Zoom in when they're not comfortable. Um, so it's just been, you know, it's just really a testament to small business America. You know, these, these small business people are, um, they're going to make it happen. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I got nothing against the government, but it's like, you know what? And we joked about it early on. People got to eat, right. You know, we got to eat, got to get money, you got to do things, you know? And so people are just finding ways to be relevant, um, in, in kind of a new world. And uh, it actually, it's actually made me bigger, uh, busier, made the organization bigger. Um, I don't want to say it's a good thing, um, but there definitely was a silver lining to everything that came down. Right. Uh, yeah, that's good. So if you were to look at it, you know, from what you just shared with me, it seems like there was an, you know, an opportunity for growth, right? Um, yeah. to doing something that you may not have been, you know, uh, doing right. So were you, were you doing it? Was there a virtual component to what you're doing prior to? N- not really. Um, okay. you know, I had zoom, I've got a podcast I, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Zoom was, zoom was that tool you had in your toolbox that you only use for one thing, right? Oh, right. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. I can hammer nails. That's all I do with this thing. Right. Oh, now I can actually pull nails out. I can, you know, I can, you know, I can do all sorts of things with this tool now. And that's really what happened with Zoom. And once that started happening, and we had a call with all the franchisees early on, and, you know, they're um, right away, they just started kind of, hey, here's some ideas. Let's do this. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's do virtual socials. Let's do, um, there were a lot of professional speakers out there that all of a sudden were very available. Let's tap into these people and really provide value to the members. Um, er, in fact, early on, one of the franchisees said, you know, maybe we should think about just suspending dues. And a couple other franchisees were like, no, so they, they need us more now than ever. Right. You know, they need us to come through. They don't need us cutting services, you know, pulling back. They need us. They need our help. Um, and it's really been interesting because, you know, we've been able to connect people all, all around the whole country, um, mm-hmm. you know, just doing things together, learning from one another, doing business. Uh, it's, I mean, again, it's very inspiring. Right. That's, that's great to see that, you know, um, because as you're aware, obviously not everybody did pivot, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, some people are still stuck. Some people are struggling. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always tell people, it's like, look, it's a matter of your perspective and how you look at things and, you know, you can change, change it up or you can stay where you're at. Right. So, yep. yeah. So that's good. So, so tell me about some exciting things that you've done in your life. Right. You know, some things you like to do for fun. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, just share with people a little bit about like how you see things in terms of, you know, being able to stretch people to grow. Right. And, yeah. you know, giving them some insights. To help um, them with that. Well, I mean, exciting things I've done. I've got three kids, three great kids. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I'm I'm two semesters away from being done with college for three <laughs> great kids. Um, but they all uh, they all played college soccer. And I made a decision probably about 10 years ago to invest in <clears throat> high end camera equipment. Um, I've probably taken a hundred thousand pictures of high school and college soccer games. And, uh, it's provided me access to state championship games and, you know, NCAA games, you know, it's been, and I, I tell people it's the best investment I've ever made. And I've never taken a dime Mm -hmm. because you can go up to a parent and get them a picture of their kid. Um, and just see the look on their face. It's, it's priceless. Um, it's just, it's been a, um, it's been a wonderful thing. Um, what am I going to do with the camera equipment when it's all done? I'll figure it out, but it's (laughs) it's been a great run. It's been exciting. Um, I think my wife would like me to sit in the stands with her, but I just like to be down on the field and (laughs) watch things. Um, you know, but other things it's, I, I do a lot to try and connect people. One of my, one of my many mantras is, is that everybody I know, could benefit by somebody else I know. And I really enjoy getting to know people like you and saying, you know what, Daniel, I think there's a win-win here if I introduce you to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Just make the introduction, get myself the hell out of the way. Right. Um, and and then just see them flourish. However, that, you know, and, and it's and a lot of times it's in ways that I had no idea. I had no idea that it was gonna gonna manifest itself that way. Um, and as long as those people know each other, you're kind of known as the connector. And, uh, so I do a lot of, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of that in the not-for-profit circles, Mm -hmm. try to help people have small not-for-profits. You know, the United Way doesn't need help. I mean, they'll say they they need your money. They don't really need help. There's a difference, you know, but there are people out there that have some really, really inspiring not-for-profits dealing with human trafficking, dealing with, uh, um, one woman I work with or help, you know, she has a charity that does nothing but help people meet their financial needs when they're going through cancer treatment. Um, you know, going through cancer, you might not be able to work. Got to get, keep the lights on right. food on the table. And so she's done a lot to raise money to uh, help. that. So it's just, you know, those are the fun things. Right. Um, I believe in karma. You know, I believe it, it'll come back to me and I'm not too terribly worried about it. Right. That's good. So it's awesome to see the, you know, the impact driven, you know, focus of, you know, everything that you do is, you know, uh, purpose driven around, you know, how can I have an impact, connect others and make a difference. And, you know, some people maybe just like you said, just back up, you know, once you make a connection and say, let that happen, you know, how it's going to happen. Right. And you have have your hands in everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the pressure off. Right. I mean, it's like, if it goes nowhere, that's on you guys, you know, um, you know, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, right. Yeah. 
So, so, uh, so I know that, you know, you've painted the picture of like the success you've had with what you've been able to do to this point. Right. So, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, I think a lot of times people look at, um, you know, a business and they, they always see the success, right. And they don't realize all the in-between stuff. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. has there, has there ever been any challenging times that you've experienced, you know, aside from recently with COVID, obviously there's, there's, uh, other times I'm sure that you may have experienced. Some yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, it's not a daily thing, but I, I, you know, I think there's always a couple of times every year where you kind of get beaten down, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, right. you're an entrepreneur, you get it. You're, you know, you don't have somebody telling you when to go um, right. other than yourself. Right. And, and sometimes we're our own worst enemies and you get run down and, and not everything works out. You know, you read Inc. Magazine or entrepreneur and you hear these stories of people that come out of nowhere and they've got these million dollar enterprises and wow, this is great. And seven figures. And, and you can start to feel sorry for yourself. Like, why not me? Right. Um, but the reality is, is most of us are kind of down there in the trenches and, you know, it's two steps forward, one step back, one and a half back, sometimes two and a half. Right. right. And you just kind of have to keep after it. And I think we, you know, I think we all get our nose bloody a little bit, just kind of grinding away. And uh, so I've, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 25 years into self-employment. I'm totally beyond the whole notion <clears throat> that somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, that somebody will ever hire me again. Right. right? I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> hire me. Uh, <laughs> right. Nobody would hire you. I mean, it's just, right. you would ask too many questions and just, why are we doing it this way? And, right. you know, um, and I, I certainly remember back in 2008 having that conversation with myself. Maybe now's the time to just go get a job. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? It's You've got so much invested, you know, um, not financially, but just kind of just spirit, just, you know, um, knowledge and know-how. You're just going to, you know, I told people it was it would have been the equivalent of buying a house, taking a mortgage on a house. <clears throat> paying in that mortgage for 15 years, 30 year mortgage, and then walking away without selling, right. just saying, okay, I'm done. Right. And you just lose all that equity. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to, I need to recognize that this is the down and I just need to get through it. And it'll, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be an up at some point. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sure you see people who they're always changing, right? Some, you know, this is the hot thing. I'm on this now. Right. Yeah. You know, now yeah. it's real estate. You know, now yeah. it's this. Now it's that. <laughs> right. um, and they never, they, they make money in the moment, but they never really build a professional asset. Mm -hmm. um, right. Oh, well. Yeah, totally get it. Right. So, I mean, and I think it's, you know, it's important because a lot of times, you know, especially new people that are coming in to start a business and especially in these crazy times we're in is, you know, the, the uncertainty of certain things and, and just the ability to, you know, wake up in the morning and do the work, right. Cause it can be a lonely journey, even though we have people around us, right. You know, we're, we're behind, especially now more than ever, even though we're all connected electronically, right. Yep. There's that, there's that feeling of, of, uh, you know, disconnect because we're not physically like for me personally, I love experiential live events, right? Like I want to be at a live event, right? Well, unfortunately we're not doing that right this, you know, right at right this time. Right. So it's like, okay. What's the next best thing, right? All right, we're gonna have to do it this way, right? And you know, how can we make it even better, right? So, so I think for you, like you know, um, seeing that you, you know, you sharing the struggles that you have, it makes it real for people to realize is like, look, you're not untouchable, right? Yeah. And you know, that, you know, there's 
it doesn't matter what it is that, you know, even the top athletes in the world have their struggles at times, right? They're not perfect. They have challenges, right? Um, and the top entrepreneurs have all gone through, you know, uh, ups and downs. Right. And, yep. and I think, you know, part of that is, you know, a lot being in alignment with your purpose, right. Of the, yep. thing, the thing that you enjoy doing and the impact that you're having in people's lives. Right. That's the drive that will get you through to do the work when you are in that down slump and saying, okay, what's, what's going on here? How do I get this back on track? Right. Well, and if you're smart and we see, we've seen this through COVID, if you're smart, you create a learning opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, right. You know more about Zoom. I know more about Zoom than I did from before. Right. I can't speak yeah. for you. I can speak for me. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Um, yeah. And constantly saying, okay, what else? What else can I capitalize on that I wasn't before? Right. Yeah, definitely. There's tons of opportunity. There's always opportunity in any up or down market. You know, doesn't yep. matter. Uh, it's just a matter of way we look at it. So, okay, perfect. So, um, so if you were to think of like one thing that you would attribute your success to that you would want to share with people, right. To say like, you know, here's the thing that's really worked for me, right. In, in helping me get, you know, to where I'm at or, you know, even overcome something, right. What would that be? Well, I mean, certainly there's persistence, but I think the, the main thing is, is just adding value. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I, before we hit record, we were talking about Lewis house. We'll throw his name in there and he's, He's a huge advocate of that as well. The guy's got over a thousand podcast uh, episodes, doesn't charge a dime for it. He's just out mm. there adding value. Right. And when you do things for the world, people want to do things in return, even if they're not the recipient. They just want to be part of that. And that's my advice for people is to find ways that you can serve others. In fact, when I talk to people who are in transition job transition, like, what do I need to do to get networked? I just say, what is it that you, what is it you're passionate about? It's got to be something. Find some place to volunteer. Just get out there and volunteer. You'll feel better about yourself. You're going to be rubbing elbows with people who also care about that, who've come out of their little corner of the world. They're going to want to know about you. And the other thing is other people are going to see you out there doing that. And they're going to say, wow, what a contributor. You know, I'm not interested in that at all. But I'm just amazed that that you are so committed. Um, so that's my, you know, that's kind of the secret to success is find ways to help other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, right? That's uh, always a great sense to uh, get out and be around people of like mind that are behind the same cause, you know. And yep. uh, you know, it's interesting what can come transpire out of that. Yeah. So. Um, you know, just uh, to to start to wrap this up here, right? Um, if we were to look at one of the um, uh, one of the common ways for people to find out about you, right, and what you have to offer, right? A couple things you would want to share of like, how can they contact you? Where should they go, right? And uh, love to talk about, you know, obviously after we'll talk about what that looks like as well, because I want to obviously be able to support what you're doing and and impact sure. more people as well. So, it, the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, I have a website out there, frankagan.com. Mm-hmm. It's got my social media links. So if you're somebody who likes to communicate on LinkedIn, you can find me there. If right. it's Facebook, you can find me there. Um, it's got my email address. You can find me there. You can see all the books I've written. You can see my podcast. Um, it's just kind of a great way. You can see a, read about Amspirit Business Connections. It's kind of one-stop shopping. 
everybody likes mm-hmm. to communicate in different ways and right. I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm an email guy. Um, but if somebody comes at me and they're kind of a LinkedIn person, I'm okay with that. You know, right. I'll just, we, you know, so that's the best place to find me. Perfect. Right. So, and, uh, I know you shared, you were almost done with college age kids, right? Yeah. My, uh, my youngest is, uh, he's in his second semester of his, uh, junior year. So uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Life's good. Life's been good. They're good kids. You know, that's good. You got kids, you know, you, you, that moment when you realize I didn't screw this up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, had no idea. I didn't screw this up. Yeah. I do have my moments where I think what could I have done differently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's awesome, you know, being, being a parent, you know, that's uh, definitely changes things, especially being an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial parent, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother level, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure they look at you. How many kids do you have? You have a, you said four, you had a four kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they look at you and say, okay, you know, they may not be entrepreneurs, but they're entrepreneurial. Right. Uh, and they see that. And it's, I think that's the best thing we can do for our kids is just set an example. Yeah. Um, well, I've already seen my daughter's 20 now and she's already down. She went and got a job for a season and she's like, I'm not working for anybody. Right. <laughs> she's like, good for her. Like daddy, right? <laughs> yep. Good for her. Yeah. So yeah. she's figuring that stuff out now. Right. Which is awesome. Right. So, and they're, they're learning at their own pace. And just to see, you know, obviously kids these days, I tell my six-year-old, I like, you know, he, he always watches that Ryan's toy review. Right. And, and all these kids making like $15 million a year. Right. It's insane, right? Yeah. Uh, doing YouTube videos, playing games, right? I'm like, why don't you do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I'll it, be your manager. <laughs> like, when we were growing up, the guidance counselor had buckets for us. Right. Yeah. Firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Accountant, you know, teacher. <laughs> you know, now there are just hundreds of buckets, you know, right. and you can invent your own bucket. It's, yeah. it, it's a great time. Yeah, definitely lots of opportunity out there. Well, um, well, Frank, I appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, sharing your message with people and uh, look forward to a continued relationship, you know, to be able to support one another and, you know, have a bigger reach and bigger impact, right? Any last parting words you want to share with? I really uh, appreciate your time. And, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, serious people uh, find ways to just connect other people. It, right. It, it has lasting benefits. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks. All right.